on last week's Irrevelations. God and Samuel aren't having sex, but yeah. I'm not saying they're having sex, I'm just saying they're both gay. It's an angel whose entire job is just to with them. Because I like Linkin Park, somehow God's involved. Get the f*** out of here. You bring the food. You don't <laughs> tell me what to do with the house. <laughs> no, dog. You came in here, you talk shit about my f***ing God, I'm going to cut your goddamn head off, and then I'm going to go kill all your friends. Saul says, whose son are you? And David says, I am the son of your servant Jesse of Bethlehem. Pretty cool. Before we turn to the word, I would like to say that I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. But did you hear Greta Thunberg told her that the politicians need to be put up against a wall? <laughs> yeah, except she meant it in the Swedish way, right? Which is like, put them in a corner, force them. Right. I think that we should do it in like the Soviet way. <laughs> <laughs> the Ghana way. Of um, yeah, hell yeah. against the wall, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, joking aside, I've actually checked out the wall in right? uh, in Kuwait, where they put all the Kuwaiti leaders against the, the Iraqis. Put the Kuwait like military leaders against the wall. I can see the you can see the bullet holes and shit. Okay, it's pretty fucked up. And there's like a uh, field right behind it, and that's okay. where they would. This is the most wasteful way to kill people. I don't know if you knew this, but the okay. Iraqi the Iraqis were taking. Kuwait leader, Kuwaiti leaders, and flying okay. them over this like parade field where they would do like formation and stuff, you know, okay, like a, like a big military field, mm-hmm. and they were just dropping them out of helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> that's just extravagant. Like, yeah, I, I mean, get, you got to waste helicopter I get, fuel. I get the golden AK forty-seven. That makes sense, right? But, but Jesus, helicopters throwing out, yeah. Um, you know, I, I prefer the Japanese way where you just use them as bayonet practice. Ooh, you know, that's or, uh, smart. or um, I thought they only did that to like babies and women, though. Um, well, I mean, if they could catch them, sure. Well, yeah, you, you work with what you got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was my, talking about like the uh, the seduction of Nanking. I think it's called. <laughs> uh, boys will yeah. be boys. Um, yeah. Jesus Christ! Locker room talk. That's locker room talk. Just classic. Just, just a couple of friends together doing some um, massacres and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry though. Things. Let's get back. Let's go full circle back to what you're talking about. What's your? I take? don't know. That was about it. Greta, Greta Thunberg. <laughs> so the, the the official response is that she's improvising in a second language. So obviously she might not have understood the. When we say to put someone up against a wall, we typically mean like a shooting line. Yeah. You know? But I don't know. I mean, do I? I don't personally disagree with her. I, I, I you know, I, I think there should be more talk about uh, lynchings and uh, public executions. But that's just me. That's my version of. Uh, that's my vision for America. You know. Yeah. No. I think if we see if we have 
if you find a politician who right. you can prove right. is taking corporate interest money to uh-huh. go specifically against the will of his people, right. like his constituents, yeah, mm-hmm. kill him. Yeah, that's treason. That's treason. They, they, the the tree him. of liberty. Yeah. Uh, should be blood should be watered every day with the blood of every just day. patriots. See, this is this is, this comes back to my thing where I think you and I know who we're talking about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but the only people who would agree with us are probably on the other side of the fence. You know, they're like, "We got to get Nancy Pelosi." I'm like, "Ah, no, that wasn't exactly who I was talking about." I guess <laughs> like, like, we got to get Biden. I was like, "Ah, I wasn't I really mean, where I was at the Clintons." Yeah. Sure, why not? I'm like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> But I was talking about a different subsect of people. Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) Jeffrey Epstein. Now there's a guy. Let's get him. Let's kill his ass. You know he's out there. You know he didn't commit suicide. He's out there. Well, he's He's not dead. Yeah. Yeah, People say Epstein didn't kill himself. Duh. He's alive and well on Little St. James 2, which is even bigger. (laughs) You can fit twice as many kids on that island. The Lolita Double Express, as it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor Greta. (sighs) I know. It is a lot. It is the, yeah. the contention over a child is pretty wild. Like I thought, I thought the Parkland kids that that was intense, but this yeah. is a whole nother level. Yikes! It seems weird because at least uh, I, I don't like with the Parkland kids. I, I'm gonna go on a limb here and say that like, okay, well, you guys got shot. Getting rid of the Second Amendment to me is not the response. That's my personal opinion of it. Sure. I, I, the the idea that you're gonna come after the rights of citizens based on a statistically insignificant event as fucked yeah. up as it may be is kind of fucked up but greta thunberg is just like hey guys we should probably reduce co2 emissions and try to prevent global warming it seems to me i don't know why that's such a fucking controversial opinion i don't know why like because i like the- george soros is pulling her puppet <laughs> strings right like right. i like melania trump being like well she's fucking asking for it. she should get her ass kicked i'm like the fuck what, what is your problem <laughs> Oh, also, like, don't bully people. And also, don't bully people, you know, by also, the way. Also, my son is, is a baron. He yeah. is literally a baron, an American baron. And don't you fucking talk about my kids. I'm a mama bear, but that little bitch over there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that, uh, and I, I don't want to get too political right now, but Trump's campaign uh, photoshopped, Shop. like his camp, his official campaign Twitter photoshopped his face over Greta. Onto the right. cover. Yeah, I don't. Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm sure it's all just smokescreen to hide the fact that the uh, GOP in the Senate is collaborating with the president to subvert oh, yeah. impeachment. But you know, that's just me. I, whatever. You know, as long as no, <laughs> obviously, I I don't get riled up about that tw- the Twitter bullshit because right. I you're right. It's just fucking white noise, like to to cover up the as sounds a, of just, America being the, raped. Yeah, the the more heat that comes on, it just the more racist and ridiculous he gets, and, and then MSNBC takes the bait. Yep. But they um, don't pay attention to the real shit. They don't like, pay attention to the real shit. Yeah, like anyway. the fucking starving and the Amazon fires. Yeah. This yeah. Amazon is on fire. Which, oh, man, which is wild because they still got me all my shit on time for Christmas. <laughs> It's a, it's yeah. enough to it's enough Ladies to. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be here all week. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough to bring a, a a spirit of distress from the Lord. Uh, oh, wow, ah, yeah, go, I huh? fucking done it, done it we again. We really have a lot to talk about, so I'm with you. Yeah, let's fucking do it. Oh wait, were we supposed to? Oh, <sighs> we were supposed to talk about Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Yeah, I never we got did. another. We got time. Let's do that. Some no, other actually, time. I was. No, this is uh, is this our Christmas episode? When is this dropping? This is going to drop right before Christmas. Yeah. We're starting to get more on top of shit. It's going to drop so. on the twenty second. Shit. 
Yeah, this will be our Christmas episode. Fuck. But I didn't look up I didn't look up Kwanzaa related conspiracies, so I'm not ready. <laughs> you're not ready. I'm not ready tell either. You what, tell you what, you tell me what Kwanzaa is, by the time you're done, I'll have a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna this is me guessing. I'm gonna fucking guess from just what I thought it was from the uh bullshit alt right websites that have taught that me about it. Fine. Yeah. Uh, but my impression of Kwanzaa was that, like, in the 60s or 70s, you know what? I probably shouldn't just talk out of my ass. The more I, the yeah, more words come out of my mouth, I'm starting to realize this might be fucking stupid. Uh, well, I just feel like, uh, I feel like if we don't give Kwanzaa's due diligence when we did for Hanukkah, that would be pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll get some black Israelites on our ass, and then, because they'll be fighting for both sides. Ooh, I found out, I found, uh, pissed, Ann Coulter is pissed off. That Trump oh, uh, acknowledged Kwanzaa last year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know why anyone gives a fuck about like. I, um, we were watching that uh, alt right conspiracy about how the Jews are taking over America through Hanukkah, um, and she was like, "How dare the U.S. president celebrate Hanukkah in the White House?" And it was just photos of like uh, oh, Obama yeah, yeah. with like devil's horns and shit like that. But uh, yeah, I know it's fucking stupid. Uh, that, well, I've always said that's my favorite little delta, if you will, of political thought is is the little the place that exists where you've got hardcore right wing, like alt right types, and then it's like half of them think we should kill all the Jews, and then the other half think we should just kill liberal Jews, <laughs> but they mm-hmm. want to save the you know Israel and and like uh, Netanyahu and all that. It's very all right. bizarre. Place. So. Um... Kwanzaa. 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 For people who don't know, which is me and anyone else probably. Uh, I never. I feel like Kwanzaa is such a low, uh, like C tier fucking holiday. It's not even worth. Like I don't know. I, I've never met anyone legitimately celebrating Kwanzaa. I'm aware of its existence. I, I know it from popular culture. I've never met a single person that was like, "Oh yeah, bro, I'm fucking no. I'm sorry, I can't work that week. I got Kwanzaa." And you know, I've never. I don't know. Uh, it's just never. I've never been aware of it. But apparently, well, it's new. It was. It was made in the '60s, right? Right, right. Uh, American black power activist and secular humanist Yolana Karenga created Mulana Kwanzaa Karenga, yeah. in 1966 as a specifically African American holiday, in a spirit comparable to Juneteenth, which I also just found out what that is. Yeah, we uh, talked about that. Yeah. Juneteenth is cool. Yeah, it is pretty fucking cool. Um, the name Kwanzaa derives from the Swahili phrase, Matunda Ya Kwanzaa, meaning first fruits of the harvest. Uh, it's I'm kind of a really weird gonna... time of the year to celebrate that. A little uh, past harvest time, aren't we? During the early years of Kwanzaa, Karinga said it was meant to be an alternative to Christmas. He believed Jesus was a psychotic and Christianity was a white religion that black people should shun. As Kwanzaa gained mainstream adherence, Karinga altered his position so practicing Christians would not be alienated, then stating in the 1997 Kwanzaa, a celebration of family, community, and culture, Kwanzaa was not created to give people an alternative to their own religion or religious holiday, which I think is the opposite of what actually happened. Uh, apparently, I think I, I, uh, the, the report that I had read... Not report this documentary, the stupid fucking documentary I read, which may have been from any number of sources. So who knows what their slant was? Sure. Uh, but basically, was that like it was meant as a black nationalist alternative to Christmas, which they considered as part of like sort of white culture. And like we're gonna have our own sort of Christmas, but following yeah. black principles. It has a candle, kind of like Hanukkah does. Hanukkah. I'm learning a lot today. Seven sure. candles in a kanara symbolize the seven principles of Kwanzaa. Let's read out these seven principles. Uh, Umoja, 
unity, to strive for and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. So oh, far, so good. Oh, fucking shit. Kujagulia. Kujagulia? Maybe don't try to say these. Maybe just <laughs> tell us what they mean. To define and name <laughs> ourselves, as well as to create and speak for ourselves. That's fine. I'm gonna, I'm all right with that one. Yeah. Ujima. Stop saying that. Just read the fucking Ujima. <laughs> these are Japanese words. Uh, to build and maintain huh. our community together and make our brothers and sisters' problems our problems and to solve them together. Fair. Uh, Ujima. Cooperative economics. To build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses, and to profit from them together. So kick out the Koreans. Nia, purpose, to make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to Fun. restore our people to their traditional greatness. Uh, all right. Kumba, creativity, to do as mu- to do always as much as we can in the way we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited. Fair. Yeah. Clean up after your shit. And Imani, faith, to believe with all our hearts in our people, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, and the righteousness and victory of our struggle. Hmm. I'm going to celebrate Kwanzaa now. <laughs> That's going to be my shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty um, cool. Well, I, well, just in this short time, I was able to find uh, Ann Coulter's scathing review of Kwanzaa, <laughs> yeah. where she posits that it is an FBI conspiracy, uh-huh. um, that the the black nationalist that started it was an FBI shill. Okay. Uh, but the real, as with uh, most internet forums, the real magic is down in the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> Our favorite existence. Uh, let's see. The best got... part of the internet is the comment section. <laughs> so we've got uh, from Buck Ofama, uh, <laughs> the liberal utopia already exists. It's called prison. <laughs> Here we go. Right below him, Goatman62 says, I absolutely adore Ann Coulter. For a lady in her 40s, she's still a hottie. There, I said it. Trolls, feel free to form a bite me line. <laughs> so, in other words, this is great. This is right, good. Uh, I suggest everyone read uh, Ann Coulter's Happy Kwanzaa, the holiday brought to you by the FBI I'm gonna, on the Daily Caller, of course. <laughs> well, I'm going to suggest you do the opposite of that. Don't fuck <laughs> No, read it. Read it. Coulter. Uh, oh, it's God. a horribly written article. <laughs> it ends with, it ends with like a, in conclusion, only white liberals take Kwanzaa seriously. American blacks celebrate Christmas. Merry Christmas, fellow Christians. And then she says, oh, "Oh, and sing this to Jingle Bells. Kwanzaa bells, dashiki sell. Whitey has to pay. Burning, shooting. Oh, what fun on a made-up holiday." <laughs> God damn! What is this? That is fucking. How is that that's a lot? Yeah. Yikes! I feel I, bad. I, I mean, uh, that up. to me, it's um. There was a. This is a fucking a, a slight tangent, but I remember when that's okay. Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell, yeah, was having her like pre-Trump getting elected bit where they were just okay. fighting all the time. And then after he got elected, uh, SNL was like in its like brief heyday where people were like, yeah, let's make fun of Trump. This will probably make a difference before they realize he's just going to ruin when? the country on his own. Yeah. Sure, um, sure. He doesn't need your help. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Roseanne, back when like, um, was it Megan McCarthy was playing Sean Spicer? And everyone was like, oh, this will really get under Trump's feelings. Oh, yeah, he hates it when women play as his people like like as if he's got time for any of that shit really sure sure but i mean he does but yeah. probably yeah i mean it doesn't seem like he works but anyway um roseanne o'donnell wanted to play steve bannon Rosie o'donnell or roseanne barr 
I don't know, man. The the fat oh, one. But anyway. Okay. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Rosie O'Donnell wanted to play Steve Bannon. And uh, who's the head producer for SNL, famously? Uh, Lorne Michaels. Lorne Michaels told her no. Uh-huh. And everyone was like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, because it's not funny. You're just trying to be mean to another person, and there's nothing funny about hatred. Well, then, yeah, it wouldn't be fucking funny to just have you, like, shitting on a guy out there. That's not that's not going to make anyone laugh. It's just, it's just awkward and shitty, you know? Okay, SNL. <laughs> but anyway, that's why I think that neither the right or the left can meme these days. Like I, I've been uh, watching all these like rightist memes angry. and stuff, and they're like, and they're like, yeah, yeah. Here's here's a thing. How about Kwanzaa? They just like shooting each other, and everyone's like, come on, they're like, that's not the the fact that you're coming from just an absolute. You're not even making a joke at this point. You're not even really making an observance. You're just trying to get into a circle jerk where you shit on another person. It's not really. Yeah, I love it. Not, not so. like not like you and me, where we're just great all the time. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're enlightened centrists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, no, I like to I'm think I like to think absurd nihilists is our is our brand. Okay, fair, yeah, let's fair, do fair. It. Fucking great. I mean, that's why we read the Bible. That's why it? we read the Bible. Speaking of, you're listening, unfortunately, to the Revelations podcast, episode six five. Right? Yeah, it's a lot of episodes. It um, is. This is First Samuel, chapter 18. Oh, I should say, my name's Grant of Voice. I'm Cole Deliski. Waiting on that. Yeah, yeah, we got that other way. We're in First Samuel, the book of First Samuel. Chapter 18 is where we're picking up. And we're talking, uh, again, about a young man named David, right? He just killed Goliath. He's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Getting pretty famous with the Israel- Israelites and... Uh, I don't know. Let's see what he's doing. And, and, and in keeping in touch with modern events, we're talking about a uh, corrupt uh, demagogue fighting with a, what appears to be a young teenager. Dude, fuck. Okay, first off, that's pretty good. But second, <laughs> Saul's the man and will continue to be. Up uh, through, yeah, he's all right. Up through the rest of his life. So Probably. He's better than any of these people. He's he's the king they didn't even deserve. Right. Fuck they didn't Samuel. deserve a fucking king. Fuck God. But- yeah, <laughs> David. David, right. David, you're all right. Don't go to the, don't go to the feast tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but let's get into Kick it. it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm excited. I'm excited, especially. Uh, this is a no, good app. Notice if you'll find a trend here. But uh, so when last we met, uh, David had just slain Goliath and was just walking around with his head like some kind of weird Japanese keepsake and hmm. uh, keepsake <laughs> and. Um, Basically, he's done good, and Saul is like, I love this fucking guy. So um, he's talking to Saul at the end of this battle, and uh, essentially right after he finished talking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan, Saul's son, was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And my Bible is quick to mention, but not in a gay way. You know. Oh, did your Bible really say that? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, we're, we're, it's going to be a, uh, a recurring theme here. But neither the word for love here, ahav, nor the relationship of the two men suggests any abnormality, which we're going to see some abnormality. Sure. Uh, the word ahav was a technical term in covenant texts for the bonding together by packs of loyalty and reciprocal responsibility. Um, so they're not gay, according to my Bible, but we'll we'll see. They do some pretty gay shit. Yeah. Just because they met on Grinder or whatever. It's yeah, not. yeah. Just, just because. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. It's so, a good way to meet guys. So, I'm just like buddies. So, so Jonathan sees David, who we've already recognized as a fucking handsome dude, yeah. and their souls are knit together, and he loved him as his own soul. 
Hell yeah. And then Saul basically goes, oh, and by the way, I'm keeping you. Um, uh, you don't get to go back to your dad anymore. You kind of belong to me now. You're, you're fucking the, I'm the king. I own people. You're mine. Hell yeah. Um, and then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul, but not in a gay way. And Jonathan then took off his clothes that were on him, but not in a gay way, and gave it to David, but not in a gay way, of course, you guys. And then uh, took off his armor, his sword, his bone, his belt, and gave them to David. Not in a gay way, though. Not in a gay way. Just yeah, two yeah. friends. Two yeah, best buds. buddies. We've done this. Yeah. This, this scene has played out. I we think. often separate ourselves from the group, find a private room, take off all our clothes, yeah. and then I give you bond my sword. Souls. Yeah, bond, bond souls. Yeah, bond souls. Yeah, bond souls, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a good yeah, time. I give you my entire sword. It's a good time. It's a good workout. <laughs> <laughs> Aerobics. Man, fuck shake weight. Uh, <laughs> shake mate. From the yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. These are two cool, cool. fucking best buds who just get naked yeah. with each other. Uh, we've seen it millions of times in the past, you know? <laughs> so at this time, uh, basically, Saul is sending David out on missions, right? He's the new warrior, right? He's right. the hottest shit on the block. Saul sends him out. David kills whoever he gets sent out to. He's right. fucking, the troops love him, right? And the troops, you, well, that's who we're doing it for is the troops. Yeah. The troops love him. Respect. The officers love him. Saul loves him. Makes him look good, right? You know, when yeah. your underlings do good, you get to write that on your own review. So, uh, right. Saul, Saul's that's having a job. fucking grand old time. Um, and I'm not quite sure. It, it says this a bunch of times, but so David went out wherever Saul sent him and behaved wisely, whatever the fuck that means. I assume God Not dumbly. Yeah. No. <laughs> He has um, God inside of him, that's right, so keep yeah. that in mind. And then Saul set him over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people, and also in the sight of Saul's servants. Everyone just fucking loves David. He's a good boy. And then... So polite take and a weird turn. Um, so the men are returning home. This is... Now, we're, we're sort of... It talks about David going out and doing these missions, but it says now uh, the men are returning home from this campaign. After David had killed Goliath, right? Yeah, it doesn't and make all sense. The, all the women are coming out to the street. They're singing praises. Yay, the men are returning, right? The dicks are back. Um, and as they're dancing, they start. these women start singing a song. They sing, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his tens of thousands. So first off, I mean... These, these conniving bitches. Yeah, you gotta say off, that shit. That's obviously shade being thrown at your king. Right, seems bold. Yeah. Um, second, I don't think David's killed tens of thousands of people. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say I don't think David's content killed tens of thousands of people. But it's also like, if I were Saul, I'd be like, "What the fuck? You guys don't remember Amalek? I killed women and children. I feel like I get no credit." I feel yeah. like Saul has literally killed tens of thousands. So it's a little <laughs> weird that yeah. everyone is just. David, David is total beanie babies. It's right. just like guys, chill. They're not gonna. He's gonna amount to basically nothing, right? Um, way what? too. The the there's a bubble. There's a bubble right now of David being overvalued. Um, I would say this is right. just too much, too fast. Um. So anyway, Saul hears this shit and he gets fucking displeased. You know, I kind of see him as like a, a little bagel boss guy, you know, he's like all oh, these fucking women. They like big, tall David and I'm, I'm no good. Yeah. But remember, Saul is the tallest man. Yeah. He's sexy as hell. He might he's be really king. skinny, though, like a Stephen Merchant type, you know. No, dude, he's a that. thick lad. He's all a right. warrior. Yeah. He's pumping out kids left and right. True. This guy is fucking awesome. All right. Don't again. I'm imagining I'm some just... kind of like David Hasselhoff type. 
Yes, but obviously. but sexier yeah. and it's somehow possible. sexier. Somehow, I don't know. Somehow he did it. Spirit of God. But yeah, this <laughs> guy's awesome. Of, and he has done so much. Not only has he done so much for the Israelites, he's also been taking a beating from God lately. So right, he's already being. God is literally possessing him with an evil spirit right. for no fucking reason other than God's like, oops, <laughs> I'm going to change. Well, I like to give you depression. And instead of doing a quick swap and be like, all right, Saul, step down. David, step up. I'm God. I can make that happen. He's like, no, no, no. Let's drag this shit out. Let's possess Saul with a demon to torment him. And his own, the only person who can soothe him is his replacement. Like, it's it- a total fucked up situation. So, yes, Saul's mad, rightfully. This is bullshit that the people are now getting on fucking David's side. Like, what the fuck? It, it, it is kind it. of like, it's like if I was like, okay, we got to, uh, we don't like our new boss. He's kind of terrible. We got this new guy. He's up and coming. He's trained for the job. We want to put him in charge. Can we just fire him? Like, no, no, no. Let's just, let's give him like let's a mild sepsis wound on his ankle. <laughs> and then eventually, months from now, it'll just slowly kill him. Like, yeah, he will die. <laughs> he will. Yeah. I mean, but, but in this analogy, that doesn't work because he's not terrible. He's a good fucking king. He cares about his people. I mean, he leader. he sacrificed one thing wrong once, and then one time he gave an order that people be hungry, and then they fucked up. So, I mean, he's oh, not no. a perfect king, but he's definitely I don't know. He's as close to perfect as that guy we're that pretty much gotten so far. I mean, I think I think Joseph. Saul is as good a king as God is a god. I Better. mean, certainly. I mean, I, I I've not heard of anyone dying of thirst yet under Saul's watch. Yeah, uh, Bingo. Uh, Never heard of anyone catching on fire suddenly or snakes coming out of the ground and killing everyone because I, of Saul. <laughs> I've never heard of Saul murdering 50,000 Jews. Not yet. Well, yeah. not yet. But, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, it says, you know, he's sitting here, Saul's getting pissed off, and he begins to keep a close eye on David. As you have to, right? I mean, being king is hard. You can... You got to watch out for knives in your back at all times. Just mm-hmm. ask our friend Caesar. So, okay. it says the next day after they're back home, an evil spirit from God came forcefully on Saul. Um, <laughs> and he began prophesying in his house. So, I'm taking that basically to mean he is straight up like Emily Rose from The Exorcist, right? Uh, the Exorcism of Emily Rose, where she's going like, one, two, three, four, five, six. You know that part? <laughs> I've never seen in it. In the before. barn. Oh God, it's fucking terrifying! I have to watch it. I, I hate so, those exorcism movies. That felt flat. Stupid to me, but the point is that he is—he has demons in him now, um, and he's saying shit. That demon, like I—I th- I think he's probably talking with like scary voices, uh, spinning around, fl- hovering, maybe. Um, it's kind of um, they use this term a lot, and I still don't exactly know what it means. He prophesied inside the house, and and we're going to see a lot of instances where people are prophesizing. Um, yeah, this is I, the only evil. Instance I couldn't find it in the Bible. I was like looking all over for it, but there was a scene where, um, I can't remember. It was like where the Jews were rebelling against Moses. And then he was like, how about this? And they all prophesied in a group. And then God was like, never again. We're like, just people just prophesied for fucking no reason. But, um, yeah. we're going to have a lot of random prophecies, but I don't really know what it means. I feel like it hasn't been properly defined yet. We have people speaking for God, like Samuel's a prophet. Uh, Moses, yeah. Joshua, all prophets. I don't really, but then they like, oh, then this guy prophesies, which I don't know what it means. Was he just like, by the way, in eight well, days, go. you're going to lose your left nut in a spear accident. And like, all right. The, the original Hebrew meaning of the word is um, to speak or sing by inspiration. That's all it means. So there's something inside of him, in this case, an evil spirit from God. Mm-hmm. 
So there's an evil spirit inspiring him to say things. Hmm. Um, which is basically a demon possession, right? As, as we understand it. But it's it. God demon possessing him. Yes. It's an evil I mean, possession God, by God. I guess in this fucking the- this this worldview, God controls demons, I would imagine, right? He can probably send one out. Like, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go over there. Man, go hey, fuck hey, that guy. Hey, demon. Um, I mean, I would imagine that if a demon, demons are probably just floating around, wanting to get into people, God opens Saul up so that it could go in. That's my thing. It doesn't really explain. So Saul is getting a little bit jealous and butthurt of David. But that's not yeah. enough. That's not enough to, like, turn shit. Uh, God also has to evilly possess Saul so that when David played music with his harp, uh, Saul's standing there with a fucking spear in his hand and trying to kill David. Yes. So David's playing the harp. Saul's throwing the spears. While but under said, evil possession. Yeah. And so it says, Saul said to himself, I'll just pin David to the wall. <laughs> and... uh David eluded him twice. So Saul throws two fucking spears at this guy. Um, I Yikes. mean, I, are those two separate instances? Or is that he know. just it had just two spears? Elude, it says, but David eluded him twice. Because I'll tell you this. The first time you throw a spear at me, the next time I'm going to be like, okay, but no more spears. Like, yeah, I'm not going to play I'm, music with you fucking jerking off a spear in your right hand. And then, you know. yeah, yeah. Well, back then, the king always has a spear, I feel like. Yeah, why not? I for these reasons, why not? Yeah. So, so Saul's sitting around throwing spears at David, and David's like, I'm going to give you some time. <laughs> you seem to be working through some business. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be back later, check up on you. Um, uh, but Saul is also afraid of David because God's with him. So Saul like sends him away and is like, all right, you know what, man? You're, you're causing me a lot of trouble. I, I, you're, you're honestly kind of bad for my mental health. I want to send you away and make you a captain over like a thousand dudes. And just, like, let you go do your thing elsewhere for a while. And, of course, David does a great job because, as Saul knows, as everyone knows, David has God inside of him. Right. And uh, David leads these armies very well and is having all kinds of victories on his campaigns. And so Saul is getting more and more afraid now, right? He, he exacerbated this problem, basically, mm-hmm. um, predictably, you know. Right. It's, you don't give the guy who's doing better than you an opportunity to do even better. It's kind of stupid. I mean, it, it it kind of calls into question Saul's whole kingship. I mean, really, what made him king? Uh, the whole – a couple of things, I guess, simultaneously while also being mutually exclusive. Um, one, Samuel saw him and sprayed oil on him. Two, uh, he won a battle once. And then three, uh, Samuel picked him out of a fucking crowd. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if that's all that's really going for him, I mean, David's won battles. David's been sprayed by oil. So he he has to know at this point. He might not. I mean, I don't think it's been. Saul certainly makes no reference that he knows that Samuel already chose David to be a king or whatever, whatever the fuck that oil jism was. I think that he doesn't because he's just scared. I feel like if if he was at least faced with the facts, he could maybe deal with it. But God doesn't give him that opportunity. Right. Right. Like if God came down and said, hey, Saul, sorry, Bubba, I I goofed. It's like it would be like the scene in uh, Gladiator. Where Marcus Aurelius brings in Commodus, he's like, your faults as a son are my failures as a father. Like, God could just do that with Saul and be like, hey, you know, you weren't supposed to be king. I goofed. Yeah, I fucked up. David here is going to take over. I'm God. Shut up. If you spend the rest of your life just raping and killing women but are not king, would would we still be cool? Like, if I let you do that? Saul didn't want to be king in the first place, Yeah, Saul didn't want any of this shit. He he probably would have been fine just, like, raising sheep as the tallest, handsomest guy in the country, you know? 
But whatever. But Saul's a clever guy, right? He sees the writing on the wall, which is ironic because the writing on the wall is actually a later Bible story that where that term comes from. Um, but he he knows what's up, so he devises a plan to basically uh, hinder David or neutralize and or kill. Yeah. So he he goes to his oldest daughter. If you remember, if you remember her name, I'm I'm impressed. But her name's Merab, and he says, "I will give you to her in marriage, David. You can you can have Merab." Because um, Saul's thinking to himself. Hey, uh, I won't raise a hand against them. I'll let the Philistines do that. Um, I, how does that work? I, I'm wondering if it's like he's. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering if he's like okay. I'm going to like. I I think Saul recognizes and the nation kind of recognizes David's potential. Yeah, but he's not really a big deal as of yet. He's he he's won some power battles. Power. He's a big captain. Everyone's like that guy's pretty fucking cool, but. He's at this point not a threat to the throne. Yeah, um, like at this point, he's just he has a he has a TV show called The Apprentice. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Everyone thinks he's you know he's um, a cool guy. He's a cool guy. He's cool. Yeah, he's yeah. rich. He, he, he was in uh, uh, <laughs> Home Alone Two. You know, <laughs> and Little yeah, Rascals. You know, he's a funny guy. He's no threat to anybody. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, he's like, all right, if I make him my son-in-law, if I marry him off to my wife, he'll actually be a legitimate target by my enemies. And yeah. on paper, he'll be like, oh, that's the king's son-in-law, which honestly might Let's be a pretty genius play anyway, because Jonathan's in line for the throne. Yeah. Uh, Mareb's husband, whoever that guy is, he's just a dude, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he won't, and he also, won't really be a threat. It's, I, to me, it's a smart play. You can kind of see in his wording that it's uh, also a bark, and he's saying, hey, I'm going to give you Mareb. As long as you'll serve bravely over my armies. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to also make you a general. But by that fact, putting him in harm's way. Um, yeah, it's um, – Which forget. he's already fighting the battle, so it doesn't really – Yeah, but sense, it's basically but. like – it's it's like, yeah, you're, you're my head general, which should be good enough for you. And honestly, David probably would have been fine with it. And you know? probably safer than yeah. whatever he's doing now. But hashtag Bible logic. Let's keep but going. he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry you off to my daughter. I'm going to make you a general, and you're just going to fight against the Philistines all the time. And hopefully yeah. the one time you slip or some shit or yeah, a yeah. Philistine sling. Like someone hopefully throws a God random spear. Hopefully friendly fire gets you in the back or something. <laughs> yeah. This is way before we started doing that. Um, so David basically says, no, look, who am I? He kind of says the same thing Saul said or the same thing Gideon said when he got appointed judge. He's like, look, I'm from a shitty little clan, right? I'm not a big deal. Who, who am I to, to become the king's son-in-law? That's insane. Right. Um, so Merib instead was married off to a guy named Adriel of Mechola, which yeah. means God's helper. Cool. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. So then Saul has another daughter named Misha, and she's in love with David already, right? So Saul's like, okay, I see what's up. You know, um, might as well go to girl number two. Yeah, this will work. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to give I'm going to give Misha to David. So he goes to her and he's like, look, I'm going to have, have her ensnare him. Um, and that way the Philistines will kill his ass. So Saul goes to David. He says, all right. You have a second opportunity, all right? Yeah, you don't don't say no to this twice. You want to be my son-in-law? This is it. This let me is give Misha. You, she let loves me, your ass. Let me give you the uh, younger daughter, which I guess might be the worst one. I, mean, I guess it's farther away from the throne, but whatever. I mean, she has a better name. Misha is objectively a better name than Merib. Right, right, so, right, right, right. And we've already mentioned hot, past. I mean, this name. isn't me saying it, but obviously the younger sister's the better one. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's that's God. That's not me. I'm not the Bible me. has sort of done that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Saul orders his attendants. Guys, look, go to David privately, talk him into it, all right? Um, 
get him, get him fucking riled up, get him to marry my daughter. So they they go off, tell this to David, and he's like, again, he's like, no, come on, you think it's not a big deal for me to become the king's son-in-law? I'm poor. No one knows me, which is bullshit. He's fucking highly. He might be poor. He says I'm poor and lightly. Maybe he's just like that guy that just doesn't get it. Like there's all these girls fawning over him. He's like, I don't know, guys. I have a lot of fucking self-image issues. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm just worried uh, that my six pack is too prominent. You know. It's just not working, David. Guys, are my arms too big? (laughs) I'm just going to scare them off with my muscles and my warrior-like, you know, uh, reputation. Guys, is this is 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 a foot too much penis? I just (laughs) worried. So Saul finally figures it out. He figures out that some reverse psychology is is needed. So he gets his servants and he goes, "All right, go to David and tell him." The king will only let you marry his daughter if you bring 100 Philistine foreskins to him. <laughs> Do you know what this reminds me of? What about it? This is like, I can picture this playing out where the CIA goes to uh, Pete Buttigieg. And they're like, okay. all right, Pete, we decided you're going to be our Manchurian candidate. We want you to become the president. We're going to hustle you right along. You know, he's got all the, you, he's an intelligence officer. He's got the Navy background. He's a... Uh, Involved in all these contracting companies. Right. You're the man. He's we less likely Kennedy. to cheat on his wife. Yeah. Well, they're like, we killed Kennedy. We're going to make you the president now. And he's like, no, 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 guys. And they're like, all right. You have to be president. You get to be president, but you have to be gay first. And he's like, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Sign me the fuck up. All right. That's how we're going to That's how we're gonna get people well, on your side. If I must. Um, <laughs> but basically, so like, yeah, David's like, all right, listen, the only way you can do it, Saul says, is that you, the only way you would earn, you have to earn it. He's not going to give it to you. You got to earn it. And you got to do it by getting a hundred Philistine dirty uh, fucking smegma squishy cocks. Hell yeah. Ugh, just f- picture how nasty the Philistine takes. I mean, I'd be like wondering, like, what are you going to do with this? And then like just behind Saul is just the chef sharpening a knife and getting a stock pot going. What the fuck? Yeah. I wonder if David had to clip them himself. What do you think? Um, or did he have his guys do it? I wonder. I feel like he's a hard worker. I don't I have. I don't have a. What is this thing called? Foreskin. But uh, so I don't know how it works. <laughs> I feel like if you just, I feel like it must be like an onion, where if you just cut it at the base, the tip comes off. I don't know. Yeah. I feel I like know. I feel like if you were going for speed. You just take the dick, and then like you're chopping pepperoni, you just kind of well, yeah. You already take you already off. killed the guy, yeah. So you don't. I would be think careful. it'd be like snipping a cigar. Yeah, you only got to be careful when you're doing it to a baby, right? Because it's a little tiny penis, but a big, thick Mesopotamian dick. You can probably fucking philistine cock, yeah. dude. Are you kidding me? Fucking slap it on the table miss. like some sausage. Yeah. So David goes out, and of course. Uh, Quickly takes care of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, David's like fucking excited. He's like, oh shit. Yeah, I mean, I love killing. And apparently grabbing dicks. So he doesn't even stop at 100. He kills 200. He was like, oh, well, I was there. Yeah, can I marry her twice? <laughs> yeah. Um, the- yeah. So he, yeah, Saul, he brings them back. They count them up because, of course, you got to count them. You got to make sure you got all 100 of these. Th- these people make great accounts. They were bored. Oh, God. Uh, and then, that's uh, <laughs> cool. So Saul gives away Mi- uh, Mika. Oh, it's it's Mikhail. Yeah, I didn't want to. I was saying Misha I don't because know. when I when I circled in her name earlier, I 
my line went over the L. I didn't see it. <laughs> you fucking idiot. This it's it's it, it looks like Michael, but I didn't. I was like, maybe yeah. you know something I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it's Mitchell. Um. So anyway, <laughs> his daughter Mitchell. This girl. Yeah. <laughs> he marries the girl. Uh, and it also says the facil- the Philistine commanders continued to go out to battle, and as often as they did, David was met with more success than the rest of Saul's officers, and his name became well known. So now he's getting famous for real. This yeah, time. now he's the like son-in-law. <laughs> now he's the son-in-law of the king, so he's even cooler now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that uh, that clout status. Right, 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 right. All right, that's chapter eighteen. Chapter nineteen. <laughs> let's do it. This one's going to be fun. <laughs> so Saul's had enough, and he's probably a little fucking crazy. Uh, so he tells Jonathan, his son, who, as we know, is not gay, and uh, all his servants. And he's like, hey, guys, let's go kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted greatly in David. Not in a gay way, though. No, um, straight, straight delight. <laughs> so Jonathan goes to David. He's like, hey, man, my dad. This is confusing because he's like, dude, my dad is trying to kill you. I just want you to stay on fucking guard. I want you to remember that, that Jonathan is telling David, hey, my yeah, dad is, is trying to kill you. And David's like, word. So anyway, um, so he tells uh, David, hey, go fucking hide. I'm going to go talk to my dad and let me see if I can like talk him out of this i'm trying to figure out what the fuck's going on just you hide let me me feel him out let me let me talk him out you know yeah it's like how you had to talk to your parents before i could come back over to your house yeah yeah yeah, because you're you're a little piece of shit but uh i was thinking it was was like when you find out that your younger sister's pregnant you're like all right hold on they're going to probably stab you in the stomach and mercy kill your head off let me go talk to my dad and but they'll save the baby obviously yeah they're pro-life right um so, so He's like, all right, let me go figure this out. Um, and he starts talking up David first. It's a good plan, right? You right. got to do that. You don't just go and try and ask, hey, Dad, what do you think about David? So he's like, <laughs> yeah. Remember David? He's never wronged you. Remember him? Man, everything he does benefits you greatly. Hey, remember when he killed that Philistine man, cut off like I said? Man, he, he's won a lot of great victories for you. Man, I, hey, I like David. Do you like David? Remember the way he <laughs> fucks your daughter? He's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> yeah. So Saul listens and goes, let me tell you what, Jonathan, as surely as the Lord lives, David will not be put to death. <laughs> and you got to wonder if he's telling the truth here. <laughs> I love the idea that it's like, hey, Dad, you know, the, you know that guy that you've sworn vengeance and told us and all your servants you're going to murder just publicly pretty much? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. He's like, you know what? You're right. As surely as there is a God, I will not kill him. I'm like, okay. I probably won't kill his ass. Right. Uh but that's basically it. So, like, they're like, all right, yeah, you're right. He's a pretty fun, cool dude. I'm not going to sin against him and just kill another dude without cause. I'm not a fucking maniac. I mean, who? I, I'm here because I love God. God would never just kill random yeah. innocent people for no reason. Yeah. You know, yeah. totally. No. What kind of king would I so, be? So, once again, Saul proves a more capable leader than the God who mistakenly appointed him. Right. Fucking Mr. Bean-ass God. Uh, all right. So, war breaks out again, obviously. It's a time of war. Yeah. So David goes and fights, and it says each time he struck with them with such force that they fled before him. He's basically like an anime character at this point. Like, it's so fucking stupid. Yeah, just, just the, talking him up. The Philistines come out. David, just whatever, he fucks them up so hard. They all run. Um, now, the distressing spirit from the Lord came upon Saul as he sat in his house with his spear in his hand, and David was playing music. Then Saul, it's the same story we've all heard again. You know, like, yeah. like, again, like somehow... Uh, 
if I didn't know better, I'd say it's again just a mixture of the Bible where it doesn't remember what it just fucking did. Yeah, well, it's a bunch of d- different people writing shit yeah. down. When so they can. we have another story where David has been very victorious in war, and uh, God but somehow he's still the fucking heart bitch. Yeah, like what is that? still a like, heart? How did he not? How did when he became like the general and son-in-law of the king? They're still like. By the way, though, you don't get to abandon your duty of playing harp. You have to play harp king. all day long. For we couldn't this find king. a new harp yeah, boy. There's no one else to play harp. Uh, <laughs> and then Saul's like, "I'm gonna fucking stab this guy with a spear and." chucks it at david and david slips out again yeah peace so uh saul sends his men over to david's house to kill his ass obviously but Mikal, david's wife uh saul's daughter warns him because somehow she finds out about it and she goes listen david if you don't run for your life tonight you're gonna be killed tomorrow the, the men are here they're gonna fuck your ass up so david <laughs> sneaks out the window and she pulls a Ferris Bueller, right? She puts a <laughs> idol in the bed, uh, puts some goat hair on the head. It's literally some this pillows is where underneath the blanket. Yeah, like this. This is the invention of the trope that is across millions of examples of like media. Right. Um, the the old like funny. there's a wig on some pillows. They're like, yeah, that's yeah. my boy. I'm always sleeping with what appears to be a wet mop. <laughs> uh, I like that. I like that. Like Michael's like David. I don't know if you knew this, but my dad's trying to kill you. And David's like, hmm. I don't know. He did try to stab me today, but I don't know. Your dad's just a goof. Just an eccentric <laughs> guy, you know? He's silly. Uh, King's gonna king. So David bails and runs to Samuel in Rama. And yeah. uh, basically at the same time, Saul is sending messengers to go fucking get David. Yep. And uh, I, don't, I don't really understand the story. So Michael tells him, oh, he's sick. Like, he's in bed. He can't really do anything. Definitely a Ferris Bueller's move. Like, oh, yeah. he, he's sick. And there's, like, a fucking war that says, save it, David. You know? So it, it says that they show up, and they're they're there to kill David, right? Right. And they go to the door, and David's wife says, no, he's sick. And they go back. Say, let's, <laughs> let's, play, let's role play this. All right? right. We're going to role play a little bit. Okay. You're King Saul. Right. I'm the messenger that went to kill David. I'm coming back. All right. What up, boys? <laughs> hey, hey, uh, hey, King Saul. Hey, man. Uh. Just got back from the job you sent us. All right, you killed him, right? Well, no. uh, Yeah, so we were going in, and uh, he's sick. He's sick. Oh, well, then I completely understand it. So we couldn't kill him. Yeah, he wanted to be nice and healthy (laughs) at the prime of his life. He was sick and immobile in bed, so we didn't want to... You yeah, know, what kind of a what kind of uh, what kind of assassination by messengers would it be if you killed a man in his bed? Like that's not that's not how we operate. That's not what we do. So obviously, unlike this far too kind Saul that Cole decided to play, Saul's like, "Get your ass back out there and fucking kill him." <laughs> I was hoping you were gonna play it straight. Yeah, I know. What the fuck? He's like, he's like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, he's he's sick. And he's like, the fuck yeah. am I paying you for? Go they get kill him. him. Yeah. <laughs> It's too good. <laughs> Stupid fucking assholes. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> so Saul shows up, and of course, you know, there's the idol. Um, he goes with the men, apparently. And he goes to his daughter. He's like, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're behind this. I yeah. taught you that move. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Saul's yelling at his uh, son's wife. Uh, why have you daughter. deceived me like this and sent my enemy away so that he has escaped? And Michael answered, he said to me, let me go. Why should I kill you? You know, like, yeah, right. So basically, she's, she says that she released him under like threat of death, which is smart for her, right? You don't want to get killed by your dad. Because right. Saul would have straight up fucking chopped her head off, I think, if he knew. But Allegedly. I bet David, like, I, I bet like she 
she like hit her face against the wall or something, made it look like David hit her, you know, <laughs> like in the movies. Yeah. yeah, 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 of course. So he gets away. Um, like you said, David goes to Samuel at Ramah and uh, tells Samuel everything that's going on. And of course, the Samuel's like, yeah, I knew that motherfucker was crazy. <laughs> I hate him. This is what happens whenever you take power away from the church. Right. You gotta and, have, uh, uh, you, you stop saying the Lord's Prayer in school and you start getting shot the fuck up. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Sure. That's a good point. So Samuel That's what David, David Hogg used to be talking about. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. So Samuel Need more and David, prayer. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> Samuel and David go to Naoth. All right? Right. And uh, the word gets around, right? I mean, you can't walk around with the world, the, the, yeah, the world's most famous priest and the shining jewel of Israel, warrior warrior prince David, right. without drawing some, some whispers. And so Saul hears that he's there and starts sending men uh, to kill him. Yeah, they say messengers, but I think the word is assassin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He starts is, sending these Jew ninjas out to kill David. That's what I would call them. <laughs> and every time they show up, uh, they show up, and Samuel's standing as leader over a bunch of prophets prophesizing. And every time the messengers approach, the Spirit of God comes upon them, and they prophesize. Whatever the fuck that means, I guess they're just all singing, you know? It's like, you've been to youth group. It's like that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. All right. Uh, Saul's, uh, Samuel's just there like, la, 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 la. And then the messengers are like, let's go fucking Ooh, stab the, that Is that the Smurfs? Yeah. <laughs> the Smurfs. <laughs> and uh, every time the messengers get close, they get like basically covered in God and in prophesized. Trance. Yeah. So yeah. Saul sends another group of messengers. They get caught in the same snare. It's like, what the fuck's going on? So Saul finally, you know what? I'll just deal with this myself. I want to stab this motherfucker in his head. Um, and of course, Saul gets there and he starts prophesying as well because let's remember folks god does not believe in free will fuck you <laughs> yeah. fuck your autonomy <laughs> so saul shows up at naoth on his own to fucking kill david all by himself and as he approached he um the spirit of god came upon him and he prophesied and also he stripped off his clothes and prophesied before samuel in like manner and lay down naked all day and all that night Therefore, they say, is Saul also among the prophets? That's probably what my take would be. If I just saw a guy naked screaming in the dirt, I'd be like, that's a fucking man of God right there. This is a hatchet job. All right. (laughs) No, this for real. That's what this is. So Saul at some point, I think, let's say we can maybe assume that something like Saul existed, right? Okay. There was an early king whose lineage was replaced by David. At some point, so Saul is representative of that earlier king, I'm imagining, or that king's lineage. Right. We we have to smear this dude. So the story is, oh, anything good you heard about Saul? Yeah, actually, he sucked. Like, it's it's saying, it's like, uh, oh, oh, yeah, you heard that Jeffrey had a big dick? Nah, he just wears a diaper, so it looks like that. <laughs> like, it's, it's just ten, trying to take anything good about Saul that's part of the, the people's collective consciousness right. and spin it into bad. Like, oh, no, he – yeah, he was prophesying, but it was only because he was there to kill the good guy. You know, Interesting. It's bullshit. Because Saul has prophesied before, right? Wasn't that part of his original uh, build is that uh, when he was looking for the donkeys, he met a bunch of prophets and prophesied with them? That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, so. yeah. After – it was after he found the donkey or right. something. Right, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
So yeah, so that's the last, is is him getting the, the, this grand story of the spirit of God coming upon Saul and then making him strip down and lay on the ground all day and all night naked. Hell yeah, cool. Wow, that's yeah, what we should I'm do. To, that's what we should do in Abu Ghraib. <laughs> I think we do. <laughs> Hashtag Guantanamo. That's literally what Abu Ghraib means. <laughs> naked prophecies. Funny. Um, I, uh, I can see why we have ISIS. Yeah, so that's chapter, great, and that's chapter nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I can't. Uh, All right. Chapter twenty. Let's keep it going. Huh? Yeah, fun story here. This is pretty. This one is all kind of one little tale of hijinks, so it's probably going to go pretty quick. Right. Um, so David flees Naoth and uh, goes to Jonathan and is like, "Hey, man, what the fuck is going on? Why is your dad trying to kill me?" Okay. Let's slow down right here. Remember what we told you guys to remember. The beginning of chapter 19, I'll read verbatim, says, uh, this is Jonathan talking to David. Hey, uh, just to warn you, my father Saul is looking for a chance to kill you. Be on your guard. Go into hiding. He wants to kill you. All right. And then so First Samuel 22. So Samuel said to him, or Jonathan said to him, by no means, you shall not die. Indeed, my father will do nothing either great or small without first telling me. And why should my father hide this thing from me? It is not so. Basically, he's like, no, no, bro. My dad would never try to kill you. I'd heard about it if that were the case. You think he would just try to kill you without letting me know? As you, You think he would try to kill David without calling me and all his servants in and saying, hey, guys. I'm going to go kill David. That would never fucking happen. I mean, it did already happen. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So basically, this is one of the stupidest things I've ever done. I mean, I I think I might. It it seems like a weird phrase. Like, he's like, no fucking way would my dad ever do that. I would have heard about it. But we also, at the end of that, Saul was like, hey, as long as David lives, he shall not die. So I I don't know. Maybe he was like, yeah, my dad did swear to kill you and tell his entire servants and me. But he also like was like, nah, pass. uh, All right, son, you're talking out of it. I guess I won't try to kill him. Yeah. Well, and that's also glossing over the fact that in the last chapter, Saul tried thrice to kill David with spear chuckery. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I don't know. It's not good. There's just three spears sticking out of the wall. He's like, I can't imagine where you get these tails, David. <laughs> yeah, David's just like pointing at him. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's not going to fucking kill There's literally a bit of my shirt on that other one. <laughs> David, you and your so, bullshit. So David knows what the fuck's up. Um, and, and he says, uh, he took an oath. He goes, listen, your father knows very well that I found favor in your eyes. You know, he knows that we're not in a gay fucking way. and sucking. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Not in a gay way. Not in a gay way. So, of course, he's going to hide it from you. Like, trust me. I know this motherfucker's trying to get me. He's going to lie to your ass. Right. Uh, so, First uh, Samuel 24. So, Jonathan said to David, whatever you yourself desire, I will do it for you. But not in a gay way, of course. Not gay, though. Not gay at all. So, David hatches the craziest fucking plan I've ever heard. Uh, David's like, look, tomorrow is the new moon feast, right? I'm supposed to be a guest of honor, obviously. I'm the son-in-law. I'm the warrior king. I'm the chosen boy. I can't do... I fucking hate this guy. So... <laughs> He's supposed to go to this thing and dine with the king, right? He's supposed to be there. And you don't fucking turn down an invoca- invitation by the king, right? If he wants to ha- serve you cheeseburgers at his palace <laughs> yeah. after you win the national championship, you show the fuck you're going to fucking show yeah, up. You don't just deal. deny an invitation to the, the <laughs> king house. Yeah. So David says to him, look, here's the plan. Tell your dad when I, he notices I'm missing, tell him 
oh, David had to go to Bethlehem to be with his family for a sacrifice, and I gave him permission. You know, it's a very reasonable request. If your dad is cool with it, we good. Yeah. But if your dad gets angry, we'll both know that he's trying to kill me. Um, I feel like his dad should get angry, so that's kind of a stupid... Uh, right? I mean, right. he's the king. You know, you're, yeah. you're here for dinner, and I'm hosting you, and then you're just yeah. like, you just fucking bail. Like, oh, no, I have to go to this other sacrifice, you know? Yeah, what the heck? I, I think it would be kind of on par with, like, it's Christmas dinner, and your son is missing. You're like, what the fuck's that about? I was like, oh, yeah, well, there's, like, um, a cool block party across the street. He decided yeah, to go to that instead. Fuck? I'm like, it's fucking Christmas dinner. Yeah. Cut his Disgusting. fucking dick off. Yeah. So, uh, basically, um, Jonathan's like, yeah, all right, I like the plan. Um, if I hear anything, obviously I'm going to let you you know. They make a little covenant together. And so David's like, Jonathan, how how are you going to, like, report to me? Jonathan's like, yeah, I'm going to go find out what my dad says. I'm going to tell you how it went down. And David's like, well, I'm going to be fucking hiding. Obviously, we can't be seen with each other. We know what yeah, the, yeah. you know, the whole thing hinges on this lie that I'm in a different city. Obviously, this is going. obviously, if you're in a different, <laughs> like, you can't just walk out and be like, hey, David, come here and talk. If someone sees together, you'll probably, I don't know, get fucked up a little both bit. Both get in trouble. Both, yeah, get, both get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so Jonathan hatches his plan. Okay, listen, you're going to be hiding in this field. <laughs> so uh, fucking stupid. <laughs> and because I'm going to make this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'll let you know, uh, and if I lie, let, may the Lord do so and much more to Jonathan, you know, I hate when it says that, yeah. it make but sense. you know, if it pleases my father to do you evil, then I will report it to you and send you away that you may go in safety and the Lord be with you as he has been with my father, which I, if I were David, I'd be like, well, maybe a little bit more with me than he's been with your dad. I hope, I hope to God yeah. that d- God does not come with me the way he's been with your dad. Cause mm. So, uh, one funny thing that Jonathan says in here while he's, like, sort of uh, spilling his guts about how much he loves David is he goes, hey, by the way, though, um, may the Lord, you know, Lord take care of you, but also, could you please show me kindness um, for as long as I live so that I don't die? Because I think think Jonathan here is seeing that, yeah, David is obviously in God's favor, is obviously the next hot thing is going to be taking over. Right. Jonathan wants to ensure his place of safety once the old regime is out. And that's a legitimate concern, right? Right. You got to fucking kill everyone if you're like, ask Saddam. It seems to know? be how it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then First uh, Samuel twenty seventeen. in case you're wondering what these people's motives are. Now, Jonathan again caused David to vow because he loved him for he loved him as he loved his own soul. Not in a gay way, though. No, straight. And then uh, Jonathan said to David, tomorrow is the new moon and you will be missed because your seat will be empty. And when you have stayed three days, come to this field where you've hid today and hide behind a stone. I will go out and shoot three arrows off to the side and I will send my boy. And if I say to him, hey, go find the arrows over there, like to the right, then you'll know that God's cool. But if I tell him, hey, whoa, whoa, the arrows are like past you. Then you'll know that uh, the Lord has sent you away. Yeah, so it's it's way too elaborate. Right, like he could just go out in the field and yell yell a code word. Or and something, then when but we no, we're gonna have this whole keep this in mind. The whole point is that they have to meet in secret and have this coded fucking message. Because if yeah. they were ever to like uh, make out after this, that would be too much. So just keep well, that yeah, in mind. People would people would see them if they were making out. Yeah, obviously. We, they would obviously wouldn't make out right after this incident. You know, no, well because they're not gay. They're not so gay. Of they they're wouldn't. just two best buds. That anyone has ever had. Um, so, 
what happens next? Jonathan goes to the feast. David's hiding in the field. The stage is set. Now, um, Abner is sitting next to Saul, but David's place on the other side of Saul is empty. And, of course, Saul notices and thinks, <laughs> ah, he was probably unclean. And now you'll remember from back in uh, the Deuteronomy. Deuteronomical books that if you're unclean, you can't go to dinner. Right. So Saul, being a reasonable fucking guy, sees David's seat empty, doesn't say anything. Thinks to himself, hmm. David probably did something that made him unclean. He probably He'll be here tomorrow. He probably touched a corpse or ate yeah, some. He probably fucked a dead cat. The fuck. Yeah, some shit. It's whatever. It happens. He's like, He'll be here tomorrow. So the next day shows up, day two of the feast, which by the way, this sounds awesome. Yeah. Like, we don't have any feasts in America that take two days. On the new moon? Fuck no. So. Day two coat rolls around. Saul looks over at David's seat, still fucking empty. So now he's kind of pissed. He's like, hey, what's going on here? Um, Jonathan comes to him and is like, oh, hey, dad, yeah, I was supposed to tell you, uh, you know, they, I gave David permission to go back to Bethlehem to be with his people, you know, the, like those poor people that he likes hanging out with for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, so he went off there. And, of course, uh, Saul is pissed. Um, hearing this, I, I love and in fact, <laughs> yeah. in fact, he's so pissed that he goes into a rage and tries to kill Jonathan with a spear because that's his. I, I love, I love that. Like Saul's pissed, and he's like, yeah, "This is from the Bible, you son of a perverse, rebellious woman." Basically, you son of a fucking <laughs> bitch whore. Do you not know that you have chosen the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the shame of your mother's <laughs> nakedness? Oh, fuck. Are you telling me that lot. David's fucking my mom? Like, what the fuck is this shit? I would imagine. But basically, so. he's like, I, I, he's like, all right, Jonathan, it's time to fucking lay it on the line. As long as David is alive, you will not in, inherit the kingdom. He is gonna fuck up your lineage. You will not be king if you choose David. Technically true. Um, and so he, he's he's laying it out on the line. He's making sure that. Jonathan, he's trying to win Jonathan over to his side, which right. of course isn't going to work because these guys are totally in straight love with each other. <laughs> um, and so Jonathan's like, what the fuck? Why should he be put to death? Um, what has he done? And that's the point, actually, that Saul throws a spear at him, right? So yeah. that just pisses Saul off. Here's the stupidest part of the story yet. It says, so this is immediately after. So the, this one verse, Saul throws a spear at him. The next verse, it says, Jonathan got up from the table and left because he was aggrieved he didn't eat. <laughs> no, he wasn't aggrieved. He had his dad throwing spears yeah. at him. He was like, I'm so fucking angry and I'm hungry. I'm going to fucking bail. Like, I thought it was because you were uh, attempted murder, but that's why. He was dead. <laughs> um, so stupid. And he's all butthurt. And he grieved for David, of course. Yeah, he didn't even eat, poor fella. Oh, so the next morning, you're going to need your strength for what's coming. Um, for the next morning, Jonathan goes out in the field where David is hiding. And he shoots. Oh, just just practicing with my bow. Yeah, just so, doing a little bit of bowery, bowery archery. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we can call it archery. Uh, and he shoots like a couple of arrows off, and he tells the lad, "All right, go get my arrows." And as the boys get there, he's like, "Whoa, whoa! I think they're like past you a little bit," which is the secret word to let him know God's trying to kill David yeah. or whatever. So David knows the message. Now he can just leave, right? Yeah. So he can so, run away. So message received. <laughs> and what would happen is Jonathan like. Sheds one lonely tear. I'm like, this is the last time we'll meet. But instead, he's like, uh, he tells his servant, all right, man, um, you got the arrows. Would you just uh, fuck off for a little bit? Go home. Take my armor. I'm not going to need all these clothes and shit where I'm headed. Um, so, again, the whole point of this secret message is that Jonathan and David can't have a face-to-face -face conversation. Yeah, that's why they had the code word. Which is why the they immediately go out into an open field. 
And as soon as the boy was gone, David arose and uh, he lies down on the ground and bowed three times. And then they kissed one another and wept together, but not in a gay way. Just a bunch of no. straight guys getting on the just ground two together. Kissing. Lonely men in a field. Just two lonely men in a field uh, doing his straight. Just soul brothers. Yeah. <laughs> so Jonathan says to David. Hey, let's just real quick. We, we are not being homophobic no. here, all right? We're pointing out. The Bible could have been so awesome if Christians were cool and they're like, oh, yeah, cool, gay bros. Yeah. Right? It could have been a great – these guys could have been the first gay, great gay heroes. Uh, after Jacob. Well, sorry. After Jacob. <laughs> these guys could have been the great – he was bi. He had a lot of wives. Yeah. Dave is pretty gay. Um, At least Jonathan is. Jonathan's definitely gay. Too. Yeah. So this could have, have been a, a fucking – this could have been a fucking heroic story of a gay man taking what's his in the world. But no. The Christians are all like – no, it's just because they, they're good buddies. I get like a very okay. Rinley Baratheon vibe from this guy. Ooh, okay. You know? Yeah. yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. Or I guess David, well, yeah, David's have, a Rinley Baratheon have... and, and then Jonathan's Loras. Yeah, and and Mar- Marjorie Tyrell is, is his sister. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, so just all, it's a little three-way. It's a very Game of Thrones situation. Uh, okay. I mean, this literally is a Game of Thrones, I guess, so <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So, of course, they make out for a second. Um, Too good. Friends. Jonathan says to him, hey, buddy, go in peace, for we have sworn friendship with each other in the name of the Lord. And, and let the Lord witness between us our, that our descendants will be buddies forever, too. Right. Which is cute. Yeah. And then David left. And Jonathan went home. It's really sad, actually. Nope. Yep. I'm sad. I can still taste him as he wanders away into the, <laughs> wanders away into the woods. Uh, and that's it. That's oh. as far as we'll get this episode. Yeah, uh, that's plenty for First uh, Samuel twenty. What a tale! Am I right? Yeah, it's pretty fun. What a tale! Um, what a tale! Those guys are gay. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure, man. Um, um, I was talking to a lady about this, and she's like, "Oh, the great friendship of Jonathan and David." Everyone talks about that. Just two best buds, just having a little makeout session before they got to go their own separate ways. Yeah, that's what yeah. they do, man. So adorable, but, honestly. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I ship it. Oh, hell yeah! Yeah, fuck yeah! Right now, but uh, <sighs> all right, let's read. Are you glad? Hey, are you glad that David got away? Yeah. Or do you? I'm not. Fuck yeah, fuck David. <laughs> David's another rock. Saul, Saul is my only king, and I stand forever. No, he's my king. Um, he's like any single mother's child. You know, that's my son is my king. Interesting. No, I just mean that I really like him. I don't know what you're, what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's my real ass king. Like, um, I believe in. Well, anyway, I yeah. So Saul more than David. Um, my Bible states that the whole first bit where Jonathan was like taking off his clothes and giving them to David, um, oh, yeah. was just a uh, where the fuck is this? Oh my the god! Trick. Oh my god! I gotta go back in the Bible. Oh shit! Where the fuck am I? Oh, here we go. Uh. According to verse 4, Jonathan bestowed his garments and his weapons upon David. Um, This relatively common practice in antiquity indicated transfer of position. Apparently, Jonathan acknowledged God's choice of David early in the friendship Hmm. uh, and demonstrated his acquiescence to God's will. So, I mean, they're trying to say that, like, no, no, it's not just two gay guys following their hearts. It's that Jonathan just really loves God. 
He'll do anything oh, for a god. Oh, he can smell the god. He can him. smell the god on him. He's like, yeah, he yeah. taste it salty. <laughs> that, dude, that's... <laughs> I'm just picturing a youth pastor using this defense. Like, <laughs> listen, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to bury my cock in your 12 year old daughter. I was trying to get closer to the peace of God. <laughs> deep I sense a lot of potential, and I'd be like, "You have to go to jail forever." <laughs> you guys just, you yeah, fucking atheists hate God. That's all it is. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> oh, funny. Uh, good old Bible, huh? Yeah, good old Bible. Wow. Um, so. Let, let, let's talk some morals here. Um, okay. Do, I guess, Saul is both being possessed by God to do evil shit, kind of like the Pharaoh during uh-huh. Moses' time. But also, yeah. Saul does seem kind of like butthurt. There, there's a couple instances where he's definitely jealous of David. Yeah, but rightfully so, like we talked about. Uh, yeah. um, at first, he didn't want to be king, but now he's been king for decades. Right. You know, you get used to that. Yeah. You don't want to... F- you don't want to be fucking told by some upstart kid that's a nobody. I mean, ironically, just like you were, but like, what the fuck, you right. know? And it, it, I mean, it doesn't seem like David wants the kingdom. He's not making any play for it, you know? He's mad because God literally and admittedly fucked up. God himself said, I fucked up. And yeah, when God fucks up and it's your life that's the thrown into tumult because of the fuck up you're mad at god it's like when you get a girl pregnant that you don't even like yeah exactly for some reason i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) you know you're like you're like like god has a plan he's like fuck i wish he had had i wish he did it (laughs) i wish he had plan b (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah that's all fair points uh, yeah. I, I guess, I don't know, and Jonathan's just a, a, a good boy. I, I find it interesting that we've not mentioned Jonathan's armor bearer. I wonder what that guy's doing. Just probably crying in the corner. Probably just, oh, yeah. uh, I wonder if the armor bearer is the guy that was getting the arrows. And it's just like, he's like, he's like, okay, Jonathan, we're still best buds. He's like, yeah, yeah, go get the arrows, get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm I don't know, arrow boy. Armor bearer. I don't think, maybe that's got to be a little kid. Perhaps. Was, yeah. I wonder what happened to Jonathan's yeah. uh, armor bearer. Do you think Jonathan was yelling at him as he ran out to get the arrows? Like... Run left. Like a, I'm picturing like a, the scene from The Jackal with Jack Black. Oh, right. And of course. Yeah. But uh, Hold the arrow up. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, that's it. That's uh, that's as far as that's we'll get. Whole, yeah, I think, I that's think, the whole goddamn Bible, y'all. <laughs> we finished I it. Think. Um, I, I think. Yeah, I true. think we'll see a, a, an arc turn uh, with the next couple of chapters here. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty either. Uh, I'm wondering what will happen. To, I'm wondering what will happen to little David. Yeah, he'll probably he'll probably die. Let's hope. <sighs> well, uh, ladies, gentlemen, thank you for listening today. This has been the Revelations podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Revelations. If you want to send us an email, you can do that at revelationspodcast at gmail.com. And let me say this, guys. If you've got if you've got a little Jonathan to your David, you know, if you've got a, a fella that you're close with. One of your lads, don't be afraid and live in fear like these two. All right? Don't let your parents break you apart under threat of death and spear throwing. Be yourselves. You know? Let it out. Fly your flag. Be proud. Or don't. <laughs>